you think that was? Did you get what the error? Yeah. Did it say anything? It said nothing. I've all we we've done is basically reload the session. Maybe it's just like they just hate Korea or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Zencaster's problem is. Fucking racist. <laughs> I don't homophobia. Well, that escalated quickly. That, I was going to say that that's that's a big fucking jump to make. To yeah. just like you're having some hardware oh. issues to like Zencaster's racist, and all of a sudden, like you know oh, what? they're listening, and we need this platform to make the podcast. Actually, we don't. To be fair, but like it's we true. could do this. There's other ways to do this very easily. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So we historically, don't. this is what we used to make the podcast. Yeah, we yeah. made like every episode with this. So like, <laughs> I think we tried one another one once, and yeah. like, it was fine. But like, then Zencaster got their shit together, and we went back to Zencaster. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I, their files have been really good the last little while. So like, meh. Anyway, yeah. that's uh the worst preamble of all time. But anyway, welcome back <laughs> to Dance Robot Dance, everybody. This is episode two hundred and thirteen. I'm Mark. Tim is here, obviously, in Toronto. I would argue we've had worse preambles than that. I, mm, yeah, probably, absolutely. <laughs> we've had ones with real long awkward silences in them. I know, but I, that's because I'm leaving those awkward silences in. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I relish that awkward pause. My brother Paul is here from Seoul, South Korea. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Just a quick note before we start. I am a little stoned tonight because of the topic we are covering. I can't talk about this <laughs> sober anymore. I can't. So. I smoked a little bit before I started this, but you know what? I usually don't do that on hosting. I never smoke before I host, but this movie. <sighs> <laughs> it, it has driven us to a lot of things, I think. Yeah, yeah. A lot of brink, things. Brink of insanity, to <laughs> smoke, to drink. Yeah, it's, it's, it was a challenge, but we got there and we're here to entertain you tonight. So let's do this thing. First of all, we'll just do some news. First, new Deftones, Ohms, is available to listen to now, and the album comes out on September 25th. It sounds like they've been listening to a lot of Hum. I'm very excited. Mm -hmm. So that came out today. Next week, Bill and Ted comes out. Woo! One week today as we're recording this. Yes, as does the uh, Alan Wake-centric DLC for Control. So everybody's just waiting for shit next week now. Yeah. So I'm sure Paul's probably got something that comes out next week too, because everybody's got something that comes out next week. I can't think of anything off of offhand, but next week is probably when I'm finally going to play the Final Fantasy 14 expansion that I've been waiting for for a thousand years. That came out already, but I've been well, there too you busy. go. I've been too busy. <laughs> well, too there you go. And Bill and Ted, like I've I've been looking all over Toronto for uh, drive-ins that are playing it, but I don't think there are any. I th like I think there's only two like theaters in all of Canada or some shit that are playing it. Period. And so yeah, probably gonna have to watch it VOD. Yeah, I was. I'm probably gonna have to do the same thing because I was checking the CanView. We have a, a really great drive-in up here, but it seems to just be doing second-run stuff right now. Yeah, or like it's not, but it's not even like the stuff that was like this year at all it's just like all old old stuff like they're put up the two mcu spider-man movies i think this weekend or something like that yeah the one so. around here i wonder if they're i think a bunch of those are run by the same company it's like premiere theaters or something like Probably, that yeah. and a lot of them have pretty similar shows that they're showing right now this is one of those times where like being an, a former cineplex odeon employee i wonder if somebody at cineplex head office is kicking themselves for selling all those drive-ins they used to own because <laughs> we used to run the can view that is still out south of kind of between well and St. Catharines or Thorold or whatever. Like it's in the Niagara region. Um, that used to be a Cineplex Odeon theater that I used to work at and they sold it after a little while, but yeah, they, I can't believe Cineplex sold all their drive-ins and now like, I bet you they'd really like to have a couple of them for at least some income at this point. Yeah. But uh, Cause yeah. like 
going to movie theaters, even though like Cineplex Odeon is like starting to open a lot of them back up, like all the public health experts are saying, like, this is one of the like things you still should not do. (laughs) Yeah. Which I'm like a hundred percent on board with, but like, I mean like, and I think they're talking about tenant basically coming out imminently. And I'm like, fuck, I really want to see that on a big screen because it's a big Chris Nolan movie, but I wonder how they're going to deal with that. Like, you know, when, when the vaccine or whatever comes out, whether they'll like go back and re-release, do like second runs of a bunch of these like big blockbusters and shit like that. So people that were staying home can go out and see them. I hope so. Cause like I, I I'll probably skip tenant until yeah. like shit calms down a lot more. I mean, like Ontario is not terrible, but like, I'm still not going to go sit in a movie theater and if they're not going to play them at the drive-in, which is like the other insane option that they're not using, like why is tenant not playing at every drive-in in North America just to, fucking play it in front of people you know what i mean so that we can go see it i know because it's like you can't control the environment as much and the sound and all that kind of shit but like still i mean better than better than nothing yeah like some box office is better than no fucking box office right you would imagine and like yeah you have to put it on vod eventually like yeah so yeah i do hope something like something like tenet or like if they do put black widow out like i would totally go see it at the movie theater just to have that like theater experience one time yeah with the movie because i'm a nerd for that kind of shit but yeah i don't know either way i wish they had drive-ins in korea but that's not really a thing so yeah tenant will the... be coming out in theaters on the 26th as far as i know but right now we're there was yet another church in korea that has been spreading the virus <sighs> and so yeah it, always, it started with one of those culty churches and it's continuing with one of those culty churches and the pastor for this particular church has contracted COVID, but also blamed North Korean spies for giving it to him or something. It's oh, it's man. convoluted, and it has something to do with the fact that he doesn't want the city to repo- repossess his church or something. Of course, it, it comes down to money. So anyway, yeah. there's a spike in cases. My school might close. So tenants release in South Korea is also a big maybe when it would have been a sure thing like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I wonder how how like North Korea is actually doing with this. Like if if their isolationism is actually fucking coming in handy right now or we had two reports. Like when it first started, they said that oh it's being ravaged by COVID nineteen. Yeah, I heard that of too. the yeah. porous. But we've had other reports saying like we've had one or two cases in North Korea. So like it's kind of we don't know what's true and it's kind of like Kim Jong un is dead. It wasn't really true. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. yeah. I remember that rumor too, actually. But like, I spent too much time on fucking Reddit, so right. I hear all the shit. So yeah, <laughs> exactly. But who so knows? We don't know. Yeah. Well, either way, we'll do one little piece of shitty news. I probably it's follow up. It's good news, but it's just it's about shitty stuff. So uh, follow up. I guess it sounds like Ray Fisher says that WB is officially investigating the abuse allegations against Joss Whedon because fuck Joss Whedon. So. But I don't that, know, like, why Ray Fisher is the is the voice of all this. Fuck, like, I don't know either. Fucking so. like WB, just fucking come out. Like, if you're doing this shit, like, fucking come out and say it. Like, be yeah. transparent about it. It's not like you're planning to work with Joss again any fucking time soon. Nobody is. Yeah. So, like, why not just fucking come out and and be open about it? Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know. Really weird. It's really yeah. weird. Either way, at least they're doing something. I guess, even if it is this i guess i don't know but i wanted to follow up because we did talk about that in depth and i guess also dc related dc fandom is happening tomorrow but we did get a little bit of news already so apparently ben affleck is back as batman in the upcoming off delayed 
please dear god shit or get off the pot flash movie starring <laughs> ezra miller thoughts like i'm i i'm very confused about like divvying up attention on batman when you're trying to launch a new movie with like, the robert pattinson one i'm like this feels weird to me yeah it is really weird. Yeah. <laughs> i agree it's weird that but i mean i i've always been one for more batfleck uh so i'm not going to complain about it but i agree that it is maybe strange to be splitting the bat tension well it's also like it sounds like keaton's coming back too right at some point somewhere in this movie it's in this movie right in the flash movie they were talking about yeah. or somewhere else i don't yeah, know and that's why we were talking about like it might be right. a flashpoint sort of thing and he might come be coming in as like an alternate universe Batman or some shit. So throw in a 30 second Robert Pattinson cameo in a flashpoint, like like maybe a two yeah. second one where the flash runs yeah. by him and uh while he's traveling through dimensions or something. Well like, they're clearly going like a you know, there's a bunch of different continuities route. Like they already yeah. showed Ezra Miller on the on the flash in the uh, Christ on Infinite Infinite Earths crossover. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, I just feel like it's a weird decision. Like I'm cool with Affleck playing Batman again. I thought he was underserved in the role and like would have been a lot better. This is the best part of Batman v Superman. I, that's saying not saying much, but like <laughs> he is the best part of Batman v Superman. So yeah, I would say Gal Gadot was the best part of Batman v Superman. Yeah. But I mean, like in terms of like a main character in the movie yeah. and not just like a cameo, like he does do most of the heavy lifting in the movie. Like they, because they don't use Henry Cavill. I feel like he's kind of the main in, the, in that movie. And he, yeah. And he does, a, he does a pretty good job. Him and Jeremy Irons kind of carry that movie for, as much as they can, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Like I'm cool with it, but eh, you know, weird either way. Um, there was also some key art stuff that came out for the Batman, which looks dope. We've seen the logo and stuff. So I'm like, I'm on board more yeah. or less for this kind of stuff. So very like Batman Beyondy with like drenched in red and stuff. I was, I thought that was kind of interesting. The logo kind of harkens to Batman beyond too. Yeah. And there's a really cool uh, Jim Lee illustration of that version of Batman in his armor that looks really, really good too. Yeah. So I'm all on board for that stuff in particular. Moving along. I'm just trying to make sure. I, I thought I had another Batman thing in there, but maybe it was the Keaton thing I was thinking about. Either way. Yeah. Everybody splooshes. Did you see the headline in there? The new season <laughs> of Archer comes out September 16th. I just wanted to throw that in because... We all watch Archer, and mm-hmm. I'm excited for post coma season coming in. Yeah, so. for Finally. a return to well normalcy, whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever that is for Archer. normalcy on Archer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so that's going to be fun. I got some news that I'm excited about. So at the end of Supernatural, Jensen Ackles is trading in his demon hunting stuff for some tights and is going to be joining the boys for season three. This is hot on the heels of like the boys season two comes out in a couple weeks, which I'm excited about because that first season was baller shit. So, yeah, I I mean, I've never seen an episode of Supernatural. So, but I know that it has a rabid fandom and a lot of those people love Jensen Ackles. So, yeah, he I've been kind of clamoring for him to play a superhero at some point for years. I think I've talked about it on the podcast, right? Like, I think he there's a couple characters I thought he would have been really good at. He was up for I found out Hawkeye. Oh, he was up for Hawkeye. And I was like, oh, you know what? I would have taken him over Jeremy Renner. But I yeah. Yeah, he would have been he would have been better at that actually. So I think uh, was the other one we were talking about him maybe as uh, uh, as um, Hal Jordan at some point. Yes, yeah. I, I was thinking about him as Hal Jordan when they started talking about new casting for him too. I was like, he would be he's at the right age now too because he's our age ish, but like much taller and more handsome and you know yeah all that kind of stuff. But he's at the right age to play Hal Jordan now. So 
I think that'd be pretty good. I like Jensen Ackles a lot, that show. I mean, I'm a Supernatural fan. I've watched all of it. I'm waiting. They announced that the finale stuff is going to, like the last batch of episodes will be coming out in October too. So Mm. we'll finally get to see the finale of that after 15 years, 15 long years of Supernatural. They got a little, this weird pause at the end before we got to see the end of it. Thanks to COVID. So a little edging, just a little edging, you know. Hey, it's, it's okay. We didn't want it to end really, but you know, at this point, like, let's just get there. So that's cool. Stranger Things will continue beyond season four. I guess I'm not super surprised by that at all. I don't think anybody else will be. No, it's like one of what Netflix is probably like top three properties or original, original properties. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully season four is an improvement, (laughs) but either way, (laughs) the, the debacle of Sony Spider-Man movies continues although i'm not sure if i would consider this one a debacle in terms of just like who's involved but olivia wilde will be directing a spider woman movie allegedly maybe for sony yeah maybe something spider related but yeah i still she would be a fucking fantastic spider woman like jessica drew jessica drew, yes yes yeah, i would right? i would watch that do you think she'd do like a starring and and a directing kind of situation I don't think so. I'm, I think she was. She. I think she has been concentrating solely on directing recently. Like she doesn't really like acting that much. Like she'd rather be behind the camera. From what I understand, it's been a while since I've seen her in anything. Yeah, but I've heard of her directing a fair bit. Directing and making kids with Jason Sudeikis. <sighs> I mean, how pretty are those fucking kids? I bet. You know what I mean, <laughs> like she's more than makes up for the deficit of him. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so like I'm, I'm on. I mean, these fucking movies. Like I don't know, right? These Sony movies. Like yeah, Mo- Morbius and. But like I'm Venom excited because I like and- yeah, like I like Olivia Wilde, and they've hired a whole room of women to write this Spider Woman, in theory movie. So I'm like, yeah, do that that way. That's awesome. But well, they've got the other Spider Family women into the Spider Verse into the spider they've got silk coming out too right yes yeah i've heard silk is happening at some point yeah i don't so. know a lot about that character that's what she's very like ancillary to the spider books like she hasn't really shown up in like spider-man books so i don't know where she really shows up primarily i know she's got her own book and stuff but yeah so maybe they're going to do a spider lady team-up movie or something like that could could happen I, either spider, if you do jessica drew spider gwen and yeah, and sure. Silk. Silk, yeah. I mean, I'd watch it because I like Jessica Drew and Spider-Gwen, so that I'd be on board for that. But Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I just I thought, like, I don't care about the Sony movies, but at the same time, I saw Louie Go Wild and I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, I like her and she does good work, so. Mm-hmm. Either way, that's uh, all the news I had for this week. Did I did I miss anything? Is it possible uh, that I missed anything? Uh, There is one thing for the Drag Race fandom. It's very sad, but. Uh, oh, uh, yes. You know what? I did put that in here. Yeah, uh, Chi Devane, who was on season eight of RuPaul's Drag Race and season three of All Stars, has passed away at the age of 34. She was like a month older than me from scleroderma, complications from scleroderma, which is like a skin hardening disease, which sounds fucking horrible. Yeah. But like had pneumonia in and out of the hospital for months and I guess passed away just yesterday. So that's very sad news for the drag race fandom because Chi Chi Devane is like a huge fan favorite on her first season on season eight. She was the lip sync assassin for the season and eliminated a bunch of Queens with how awesome she is at lip syncing. And she's from Shreveport and she's going to be dearly. Long missed. Island. <laughs> no, but Louisiana, one of the, uh, yes. Louisiana. 
Yeah, yeah. Port is Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, it's Louisiana. Yeah. Isn't that one of Long Island? Too? There's a, that's a joke from somewhere else. Sorry, that's a Jim Cornette joke. Forget yeah. me. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, she she passed away from kidney failure, and I'm sad because Chi-Chi's awesome, and I would like to see her on another All Stars because like just ha- like having her on my TV. So rest in peace, Chi-Chi Devane. Very sad. And moving on. <laughs> yeah, the only one that I had was not something we really talk about very much, but something that I've watched a lot of. Drunk History got canceled by Comedy Central, and that's a show that I fucking have just like howled laughing at sometimes because like some of the fucking cast that they get to do these fucking reenactments are amazing, but the drunk ass people, like comedians and shit, that they get doing the retelling sometimes are just fucking chef's kiss amazing mm-hmm. so i i'm gonna miss that for sure yeah so i've seen bits and pieces of that i need to go watch a little bit more but that's like some things you're like how much can this possibly cost put together and like why are you canceling yeah. this like yeah. but, exactly you know what i mean because that's basically a podcast they film you know <laughs> so like yeah. And it's It's one of those things that, like, I feel, I feel like it's one of those shows, maybe like Brooklyn Nine Nine, where, like, uh, which I think we were talking about before we started recording for context, where, like, I don't imagine that it costs a lot to get these like crazy celebrities on the show. It's just that, like, these guys are like, I fucking love what you do. Let me do one of these episodes, kind of thing. It's just like people love Andy Samberg on Brooklyn Nine Nine. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, they want to work with Andy Samberg, but then you get to go work with like Terry Crews and like. Captain Holt and you know everybody yeah. else who's amazing on that. Like everybody on that cast is fucking hilarious. Joe, so like Joe Latruglia. yeah, like they're all hysterically funny, and like they have recurring people who are hilarious too that come on. So like because like Jason Manzukas has had that recurring role on that show, and he's yeah, he is hysterical. So and Jimmy Smith is funny. Yeah, weirdly yeah, funny. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> I haven't got to Jimmy Smith's on it yet. Oh really? I think that's Rose's dad, right? No, uh, Jimmy Smith is one of the Santiago's. Oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. It's been a while since I yeah, watched the man. I'm with Lin Manuel Miranda. Yes. Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Anyway. So, anyway. Geek of the Week time, boys. So drunk history. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. sad. Sadness. Oh, Geek of the Week time. Geek of the Week. Geek of the Week. Which is the segment of the show where we tell each other the nerdiest thing we did this week. So we'll start with Paul. Paul, do you have a do you have a geek of the week dance? Is that was that? What's this, I guess right I now? guess this is visual bits. It's a, <laughs> I'm reading off my notes. I don't have you guys on my screen right now, so I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Well, it's my you know, it's my last podcast. It's my I, it's my last episode. Oh, is this your last episode? This is my last episode. I d- I forgot to. I guess I should have put that at the top or something. This is my last episode <laughs> because next week the things start. You know. Like everything's starting next week, so fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So my geek of the week was Pokemon Go because it has to be Pokemon. Yeah. So this week was the last Ultra Unlock week for 2020, which was uh, Unova week, and I was very de- like weirdly determined to get a shiny Genesect because I was like fighting for it, and I did a lot of raids, like a lot of raids, and I finally got it on the uh during the spotlight hour or the the raid hour whatever you call that so that was my geek of the week was just like doggedly searching for a red steel bug boy because i really (laughs) wanted him and i got him finally because i actually have a shiny like the red genesect action figure i have one that's like a foot tall and i uh, used to have it like 
on display at my old apartment, but I don't have enough room with two people living here to display most of my stuff. So I just have a, a couple statuettes here and there. But uh, my Genesect is laying dormant and comfortable in my storage. So I just, I, I had to have them just to, just to have them, just to look at them. So that's my Geek of the Week. Oh, all the, no more Pokemon. All right, <laughs> Tim. My Geek of the Week, I have entered the world of 4K, sort of. So I got a new monitor for my main desktop rig uh, this week that is 4K. I had like this old 23-inch Sam, well, not old, like maybe five years old, 23-inch Samsung monitor that like almost a year to the day, like just after the warranty died on it or like finished on it, it, I, none of the controls would work on the monitor anymore. So like it would turn on and off. Yeah. But like I couldn't like, but only when it was like getting signal or not getting signal, yeah. I couldn't like change any of the settings or contrast or brightness or presets or anything on it. So I finally just got sick of that. And I ordered like a, a nice, like big 28 inch Acer panel that has like almost no bezel on the outside. And so it's almost, so right now I've got like a 27 inch BenQ and a 28 inch Acer, like side by side, both on arms and so yeah, it's a lot of real estate and I'm still kind of getting used to it. But the the issue is is that my I, I think I might have initiated one of those computer upgrade cascades. Yeah, you're gonna need a video card to push 4K because it, it cause, it'll bog yeah, even just like it's fucking four times the pixels, even to just to run Windows. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's gonna bog your system down. Um that's actually part of the reason why my monitors have stayed 1080 or 1440p, because yeah. pushing 4K plus like interfaces like fucking Adobe's interface system yeah. in 4K is bad. So like I, <laughs> I hesitate, like that's why my TV is 4K and stuff like that. But like work, my workstation, I haven't taken that dive yet. And even when I was looking, when I did my machine just recently, I was upgrading stuff and I was like, should I get monitors? Like, should I do monitors right now? And I was like, no, because I don't want to do for like deal with the 4K transition and like, mm, yeah, so I'm going to have to so, deal with it eventually. But well, and plus my current graphics card is like nine years old or something like that. And so it won't even output at 4K if yes. I wanted it to. Yeah. So I might end up having to get a new graphics card. I mean, I probably don't need like a high-end gaming or anything. So I don't do much PC gaming, but we'll see how long I can tolerate. That's going to not... be, that's going to, that looks gonna look like shit on yeah. it scaled up. So we'll, um. we'll see how long I can tolerate not having a 4k monitor at like its native resolution. Like right now it's just at 1080. So we'll see, see how long the, the OCD like perfectionist in me can stand that. Uh, well, I mean like the 3000 series cards are coming up. I showed you like that. I mean, you're not going to buy a 3090, but <laughs> like I was, I'm that, that was the, the grade that I was looking at to get into, but I, I do graphics pushing shit all the time. So yeah, I can use it for that and gaming. So, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, pushing a 4k monitor, like they're selling them like crazy now, but like the graphics hardware is not there to really push it. And like, if you're not using a relatively modern GPU, mm -hmm. you're going to have real fucking problems, even just running like windows properly in 4k. So it's, it's tricky. Or like we're at these with these like, screens that are that are pushing 8K, and I'm like, you can't <laughs> even produce graphics at yeah, 4K 60. Like, there's no point at all, mm -hmm. um, and like no content at 8K either. Like, where are you going to pull this? Are we going to do rescans of 35 millimeter prints at 8K? Like, I don't diminishing returns at this point. I think so, unless you start getting into like massive displays. But I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, yeah. Either way, I was thinking about my monitors a lot this week, though, because my geek of the week was that Flight Simulator 2020 came out, and mm-hmm. like I have the hardware to run it, so I was fiddling with it, but I was like, my screens are not amazing. But they're just The one screen's a nice studio screen, and the other one's not. So like I've got a really good color accurate one and another one that's just kind of like for uh, basically for iTunes back in the day. Now Spotify or whatever chat window is in that window. But yeah, I was playing Flight Simulator this weekend. It is crazy. Have you guys seen any of the like demo stuff for Flight Simulator? Yeah. Yeah. I've just been seeing some like I saw the news of like there's an actual 16 hour (laughs) flight that you can simulate to Dubai or whatever. And I'm like, okay, this is a. I haven't done any of that kind of stuff yet. I've just been like learning the controls because I like it's been a long time since I've touched any kind of like heavy flight sim kind of app at all. So like I just dabble with this stuff. It's not like something I'm like super into, but yeah, it is insanely pretty and like eerily accurate. Like I flew over <laughs> like a lot of stuff that I recognize very clearly, and it's also like you can see it right. Like you can fly through Toronto basically, like a lot lower than you should be able to basically. <laughs> so. The one thing I did see was that apparently a bunch of people are, you know, like a bunch of fucking QAnon assholes are like all flying to Jeffrey Epstein's private island in the (laughs) the game. That's like a very popular destination, apparently, because that's the fucking world we live in now. Jesus Christ. Hey, that's uh, I mean, I could fly in that flight right now if I wanted to. I like... (laughs) Well, but, yeah, I record but, on the other machine, but it's, I don't, don't really care. You don't want to, do you? No, no, not really. <laughs> not at all. I was just like, I could because it's in there. But like, I was thinking about doing like a simulated flight to Paris tomorrow, but like, that's about it. So just to <laughs> do that. But Good. it's crazy how pretty it is. Like, it is so realistic looking that I'm like, it looks almost real. So I'm like, yeah. this is pretty crazy. For, for those yeah. of us who can't go on a plane right now, which is most of us. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, for yeah, those who can't fly in the cockpit of a plane, which uh, is essentially all of us. Yeah, well, that's. <laughs> I think that's kind of what's fun about it, right? Like, it's just like you never get to do that, right? Like, yeah. as a regular person, so it's like I've always, you always kind of want to fly. Like, I think everybody kind of thinks yeah. about it at some point. So, I don't know. If you're a child with a debilitating illness or a terminal illness, you can go into the cockpit of a plane if it's your make a wish. But, well, you just you just brought us down, man. Yeah, I just I don't know where that came from. Just like yeah, I'm feeling a little fucking morose. real like Debbie Downer tonight. A, l- a little, a little, a little down in the dumps. I don't know. It's fine. I'm fine. It's you fine. gotta get your energy up, man. We have a lot of complaining to do. It's meat of the episode time. That's what I, maybe so. that's what I'm like in my mind saving everything for is just like the anger and confusion that I feel towards our meat of the episode. Am I not even getting a sting? Are you guys too depressed about this movie for a sting? We're going to do it. Are you done with Geek of the Week? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. All right. Simulator 2020. Glorious. Go. You, it's actually it's uh, part of Game Pass. So if you're a Game Pass subscriber, it's basically free on PC, yeah. That's, which is why I got it. So, so <laughs> let's do our meat of the episode. Frozen TV dinner bat meat. <sighs> All right. It's Batman and Robin time, guys. It was uh, it was that time, and we did it. And the actual plan was to have watched this together, but, you know, COVID-19 <laughs> laughs at your plans. So we ended up watching it separately, and all of us hated it. But we're going to talk about it because, holy shit, this movie is a nightmare. So before we get started, did you see this in theaters? Or, like, have you seen this before? Yeah. Did we watch it on home video or I, well, I don't remember. So I, I went like, this is a Batman movie. So I fucking went to the theater and saw it. 
And well, so like I have a very you were the one. I have a very vivid memory of watching it. And like I'm not gonna get up and leave a Batman movie, right? Like I know it's terrible. Like and I you could fucking tell this piece of shit's terrible by like minute eight ish. By the trailer. Yeah. But basically, <laughs> yeah, there's that too. But uh so I sat and watched it and I it's one of those things where like I know, like I've worked at a movie theater. I know you can't go get your money back after you watch the movie, regardless how fucking terrible the movie is. But it was one of those ones where I was like, I really want to go make a scene because this movie angered me to this <laughs> point. That is, this is the first movie where I came out of the theater fucking angry. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. I hate it. <laughs> and yeah. yeah. So this is like, this is just like, this is a purging of emotions for me because yeah. yeah. I paid seven fifty to see this piece of shit in 1997. And now they keep fucking forcing me to buy it when they bundle it in the Blu-rays. <laughs> it drives me fucking nuts. So I've definitely, I, I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I definitely have seen it before. It is probably the worst movie I've had to watch for the podcast. By like the only thing that comes close is that piece of shit rom-com, the Netflix rom-com that Paul had us watch mm-hmm. like a year ago. I, somebody was asking, like, did anybody complain about watching this? I'm like, no, Tim made me watch Rise of Skywalker. He has no right to com- ever make complain about anything I put in front of him ever again. This so. is no, like, by no measure can you say that Rise of Skywalker is in the same ballpark as Batman and Robin. We're not having this fight tonight, but maybe one day we will. <laughs> because this is, that movie really irritated me too. But either way, so I literally titled my episode notes, Batman and fucking Robin. Yeah, well, <laughs> they did everything but so mm-hmm. came close. Lots yeah. of butts, though. Lots of butts. Oh, everybody's butts. <laughs> everybody's gotcha. butt. Yeah, God. Oh, dumb. So dumb. What the Paul, fuck? You've seen this before? Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've he's seen fucking, this before. He's like drunk, Christy Surly now. I like he doesn't drink. <laughs> Yeah. Like that's how angry this movie's making him. It's made me so angry that I wish I had broken my sobriety streak just to fucking watch it because it was so. <laughs> we had to like I was watching it with Jihoon and we had to separate it into two blocks, um, like one hour and one hour. We thought we had watched like ninety minutes or two hours of movie already, and we were only halfway <laughs> through the film. And we were like, we can't. I can't finish this right now. Like I've got to go do something else. <laughs> I have to just go. I thought you were going to say that you and Jihoon are separated now after watching yeah. this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we're done. This hey, movie we, uh, destroyed my relationship. Down. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't seen him in like three days. He just yeah. left. He just left. He just walked out and he never came back. <laughs> went, to, went to buy some cigarettes. Yeah. That's funny too because Jihoon is like, I don't, we've never actually said it out loud on the podcast, but he's an editor, right? Like he does film work. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I oh, like Jesus. It's just oh. it's it's like as a film buff, this movie is a fucking nightmare to watch. Oh. Like I can't imagine if you really put them together like full time. This is just a nightmare. But either yeah. way, yeah. So you'd seen it. You I must have made you watch this piece of shit at some point, oh, right? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So we definitely <laughs> had it on a on VHS, VHS probably, yeah. and we definitely had it in one of those you know those squeeze cases where you had to shake it shake the movie out to get it out so like Mm -hmm. it it was like a protective plastic case i remember having to squeeze that movie out and like shake it out and it was was probably super stiff too because it never got used because that was exactly it got watched like once yeah and it was like it never entered the echelons of movies we watched every saturday morning like there, there were movies that like lee's and i 
would watch early Saturday mornings that were on high rotation. Labyrinth was one of them. Wizard of Oz for me when I was a kid. Pretty Woman for some reason was definitely yeah, high up. That there. was one of those like super questionable ones with you guys. Yeah, I was yeah, always yeah. like, why yeah. are you guys letting them watch this? Yeah. Hey man, it, like ultimately it did screw us up that badly so there you go and says you. Uh, it says yeah it says me but batman and robin even 12 years old me knew it was not good like yeah. i was bored watching it at 12 years old and with the amount of stuff that happens in this movie like boring a 12 year old is like takes work and yeah. Joel schumacher fucking put in the work to bore the shit out of us while also confounding and angering us at the same time and like, vaguely sexually confusing us also uh, in oh some yeah spots. well there's that too <laughs> so i don't know why this like this is a movie that like it feels like it's aimed at kids even though like i would never ever 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 voluntarily let a child watch this oh no and not just because it's terrible just because like the content is bizarre like it's very strange yeah so yeah so we've all seen this before that's good i really this is my favorite part because i really need one of you to explain the plot to me it and I think my, it's Paul's turn. It is my turn because so. I miss Batman Forever. And by the way, I also forced myself to watch Batman Forever, even though I wasn't on the podcast. So I Why? Because I like it's a direct sequel for context, for context and continuity's sake. And exactly. I regret everything. So much continuity. Oh, God, <laughs> that much Chris O'Donnell in one sitting is just like uh, not it was, fucking I acceptable. That might have been one of the reasons why it was so hard to get through that. He's really obnoxious in these movies oh, and like he's, he's terrible he's in this so one. much worse in batman and robin yes. and if you can believe yeah. it okay uh, so the plot goes like this kind of i'm gonna try because i don't know i don't know because okay it starts off and there's a diamond heist and mr freeze is trying to steal a diamond and batman is on his way already in the batmobile when Commissioner Gordon pops up on his little TV screen and says, hey, there's this guy named Mr. Freeze. And this is important for when they actually arrive there. So he doesn't, Batman does not know who he's going to fight before he gets into the Batmobile. Because Mr. Freeze is a brand new villain. <laughs> and so Batman... Is he though? They seem like they've known each other for decades. But why does he need the explanation? Because, like, I don't know. He's like, he's. Mr. They Freeze. explained Freeze like 16 times in this movie. So, like, I don't know. Because this this scientist in a, in a suit doesn't speak for himself with the the ice powers and the name <laughs> Mr. Freeze, I guess. Wasn't, wasn't quite clear enough for me. And the ice puns. <laughs> yeah. And so oh many ice puns. We'll, oh get, we'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, my God. Okay. So. Can we talk about the, the ice skate show that breaks out in the middle <laughs> of the movie? <laughs> That's what I wanted to talk about because Batman doesn't know who he's going to fight. But no, those are always suit, in the suit. Exactly, that suit is prepared for Winter Olympics figure skating, paired ice dancing, probably <laughs> with Robin. That's basically what probably. this is: is like the two of them hockey doing a pair with, of hockey with like a fucking hockey puck sized diamond. Oh, yes. Yeah. But he also like, but he never puts the stick on the ice for like the entire time he's got the stick in his hand. So like. Yeah. So, for some reason, also, the Batmobile is a single-person vehicle for the first time. And so, Robin has to ride the bird cycle, the Robin cycle, the 
Red Feather Express. I don't know what the fuck it's called, <laughs> but it's fucking. He has to ride in this little on this little motorcycle that has like the red LED Robin symbol inside of a box that folds out for no reason. Who cares? It doesn't fucking matter because they get to Mister Freeze and Mister Freeze is all like. I'm going to make all of the worst ice puns ever. And so he uh-huh. d- decides to freeze everybody while saying, chill, chill, chill. And I'm just mad <laughs> already at this point because yep. it's just <laughs> terrible. And so, yes, Batman and Robin foil the heist, or so we think. And then Mr. Freeze takes the diamond and freezes Robin. And so Mr. Freeze gets to escape in the most awkward, slow escape ever, where he's like, <laughs> all right. I'm really going to go now and then freezes the wall to behind have him. another behind him, even though yeah. he already had to thaw out Robin for 11 minutes. I don't know. <laughs> like there was a, it was stupid. And so he had, he had to do his little wave through the, through the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's how ice looks, you know, yeah. like a perfect sheet of glass that you can look through. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so Mr. Freeze goes back to his lair and Batman goes back to his lair because everyone has a lair. Everyone has to have a lair. And so, did we, did we, is this not the rocket scene? Like, the, does this does he not take off in yeah. like the rocket at this? Oh point? yeah, that's before. That's before yeah. all this. Oh okay, yeah. So there is a scene where they fly off in a extravagantly phallic. <laughs> and you know what i forgot about it because so much is going on in this movie yeah. and that even that doesn't register it doesn't- i wrote i detailed that rocket looks like dick and so <laughs> i had to mention it because yeah, it's they, in my notes they so. do that bullshit like sky surfing the sky like, surfing oh yeah, god yeah, and you know that's like and you know that's like a fucking note from like the execs like that's a studio note that's like what's yeah, cool right now snowboarding right what's even better you you snowboard on the sky batman can do it from the sky <laughs> put it in the movie oh sure because sure. everything's in this movie so who cares yeah <laughs> well everything's cartoon so it doesn't matter it like doesn't there's matter. no real physics ever it's yeah. crazy yeah well that includes the bat suits which like you've got chris o'donnell in probably his physical prime and george clooney in his and you're not going to show their real bodies you're going to show like close-ups of sculpted Molded rubber plastic which yeah. why like joel schumacher does not like has a really weird concept of sexuality where i think he prefers <sighs> inanimate objects that look like humans to actual <laughs> he really people. likes giant naked men statues just yeah. all throughout gotham i it's don't i don't honestly weird. believe that he likes human beings i think that he just wants to <laughs> fuck a statue yeah and but like so, you know what his numbers are like right like we've talked about this before yeah, on the yeah, podcast yeah, so like yeah. he obviously liked fucking people too so like i don't know what to tell you anymore well, well, maybe, that dude must have slung like crazy if he was also fucking inanimate objects well maybe he got bored of the the actual flesh and just like yeah, you know this what? was a phase yeah, yeah this is more yeah. this is more consistent you know like yeah. it, it stays hard you know? I don't oh know. lord i don't know i don't All know right, let's, we gotta move this along anyway okay so <laughs> like 15 minutes into the movie yeah we, de- <laughs> we defrost robin and it's really annoying because there's this ongoing thing about Robin and Batman not trusting each other. And this is like the big threat of the movie besides Alfred dying, which is a thing that they're doing in this movie to actually have some kind of emotional threat, which doesn't really work because nobody cares about anyone except for Alfred specific. Like I like Alfred and yeah. 
everyone else is terrible. And so their reactions to Alfred dying is just like, who cares? Anyway, who cares is like basically my entire feeling of review. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot. It's like, who cares? Who cares? About this <laughs> who cares? Right. So we get to Mr. Freeze's lair because we find out that we've stolen Heart of Ice backstory from the animated series, but we also added. Uh, Vivica A. Fox, sexy sidekick, because this is also Batman sixty six. Who's in like oh. three minutes of the fucking movie? Yeah, and she the whole whole purpose is for uh, her to be hot for Mister Freeze, which I don't know why this is a thing in the movie because Poison Ivy too for some reason wants to have his big cold boner inside of her. I don't know why. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger is single target sexuality for what's your name? I don't Nora. even know Nora Freeze, but like the the actress is like a oh she's a it's a it's a model another model it's and just like a bunch of models that are like beautiful but have no lines yeah Vendella Kirsten Vendella Vendella yes. so like yes. Vendella and Iman which just sounds and... like a fucking like Batman yeah. villain name yeah yeah totally. <laughs> or, or Batman villain sidekick name yeah <laughs> she she's up there with to me with like Claudia Schiffer. In the like generic hot women of the nineties yeah. thing. Anyway, yeah, fair. Albert Furson's actually on that list too, which there is kind of go. interesting. That like, there's a lot of that in this movie. You know what yeah, I mean? There so. is a lot of because Joel Schumacher's understanding of female, uh, female beauty, beauty is, is yeah, very skewed obviously. Level. Yeah, very yeah, surface level yeah. Uh, runway. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Freeze has decided that he wants to steal more diamonds. So he can freeze all of Gotham. So he can hold the city hostage. So he can make enough money to save his wife, who has stage four fake disease that Alfred also has that is killing him. And she's frozen McGregor in... syndrome. McGregor syndrome. And so... I like it better as fake disease that nobody knows. <laughs> That's actually kind of funnier. Yeah, yeah. Fake disease that isn't real, that is totally yeah. not a thing. That And yeah. so Vandela gets to float in water for like, that must have been the entire movie. Ass. Yeah. That's Except for the one second unit bit where they're like doing the, the stuff. Like it's like somebody videotaping the two of them, like putting jewelry on each other and like fondly touching each other's faces and shit. It's like sure. yeah. a weird Hallmark commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That they posed for together it's fucking bizarre because anyway also joel schumacher doesn't understand actual human affection and so <laughs> doesn't understand how people interact because he's just had sex with twenty thousand men and actually has never had a conversation with one of them so doesn't know <laughs> how people are supposed to talk to each other i'm sorry joel schumacher rest in peace and all that but man well man. i mean we can also lay some of the blame at academy award-winning writer who wrote this movie akiba goldman Akiba also yeah. who oh, you know God. God. oh I'm so happy he's working on Star Trek. Just, yeah. Yeah. Like, right. It's always nice when somebody who wrote Batman and Robin is now working on your favorite franchise. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. you feel your soul just start to die inside. You're like, oh, no. Yeah. Speaking oh, no. of uh, surface level females, we get the introduction of our two female characters in <sighs> Barbara, who is Alfred's niece in this continuity, I guess, because why not? And Poison Ivy. Uh, Pamela Isley, played by Uma Thurman, who knows what movie she's in. And oh, I, yeah. it's the only thing that I can say <laughs> about this movie is that Uma Thurman underst- understood <laughs> what movie she was in and was the only bright light. Well, I wouldn't say bright light, but like light that was actually connected to 
the film proper, I guess. Like, everyone else just didn't know what the fuck was going on. I would argue Schwarzenegger is pretty dialed in, too. You know what I mean? I think the two brothers both know. Yeah, Yeah. they're like, fuck this. This is garbage, and we're just going to just chew the scenery. Just cheese the fuck out of this. Yeah, Yeah. like, Arnold looks like he's having way too much fucking fun. Like, just an insane amount of fun. Maybe so. it's because I find Arnold really fucking obnoxious in this movie, but oh, like, yeah. he's just oh, yeah. loud, <laughs> just shouting a lot. Yeah. So anyway, they show up. Barbara is like a private school street racer who's like... <laughs> <laughs> when you say it out loud like that, it's <laughs> <laughs> you know, classic Batgirl. Classic Batgirl. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh boy, what the this fuck movie like I breaks watch? my fucking brain. Like, it just hurts my brain yeah. to think about it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. but like. This is got, wait, this is so much fun. <laughs> yeah. She got kicked out of her school or like whatever and she's taking wants to come back because she knows Alfred is dying. Because fucking like the best detective in the world can't yeah, figure out no his fucking manservant <laughs> who he spends like the majority of his time with is yeah. sick. Let's be fair, like He's terrible at everything in this movie. He literally <laughs> stands there and watches Mr. Freeze shoot his gun like 98,000 times. <laughs> yeah. It's like every time Mr. Freeze is shooting his gun around, he's just standing there like, wow, you're really good at that. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, oh, you missed a spot. Much. You missed a spot in the corner over there, dude. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Throw so, a batarang, you fucking lazy asshole. <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, Bruce is too busy fighting with his like live-in partner uh, Robin. <laughs> Dick and Bruce are having a lot Quote of domestic disputes war. like yeah. ov- over various people. Poison Ivy being one of them because she fer- like uses her pheromone powers. And we haven't talked about the weird John Glover sexual assault murder. Oh, uh, oh my god. Uh, yes. Jason Woodrow. Uh, uh, oh yeah. my god. So the origin of Poison Ivy, I'm going to do this real quick. So John Glover as the evil scientist has created Bane with Pamela Isley's plant venom research. And she's pissed about it because she wants to make plants the great power in the world and uh, kill all humans and not make humans stronger, I guess. And she's like super mad. And so she's like, I'm going to tell everyone that you're fucking crazy. And he's like, I'm going to murder you. Uh, well, he first he tries to come on to her, yeah, right? He comes on to her first, and then and he, then when she rejects him, she's like, "Now I'm going to," or he's like, ah, "I'm going to murder you." Yeah, because gross. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. Fucking gross. And so she, uh, in the next scene that she's in, she rises from the earth now, fully poison ivied with like very dubious, weird uh, like wigs, wigs, wigs just happening and, everywhere and, all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pa- and powers that have no logical explanation whatsoever. Yeah, the powers at least are canonical. Yeah, like, yeah, like they're Poison Ivy's powers, but like, yeah, like the cartoon version of Poison Ivy's powers. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so she then poison kisses John Glover and murders him, and he's dead. Good, good, good fucking riddance. And she takes Bane, and they go to Gotham to take over the world for plants. Now, why do they go to Gotham? Literally. Total coincidence, she picks up a beaker that says Wayne Enterprises oh, and decides right. this Gotham. Yeah, yeah, and she decides that she needs uh, Wayne Enterprises. She has to confront Bruce Wayne. Everything that happens in this movie is based on a, like, a coincidence or a contrivance that the, yeah. the writer just throws in there. Like, oh, she sees a beaker that says Wayne Enterprises and has to go fight the Batman. And it's like, 
wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Why? And because there's another one in there too that the Mister Freeze like gets something and it's just like completely there for plot convenience. It's like what? Yeah, what, isn't it like the the whole idea of like the Wayne diamonds is like a way to trap yes. him? But yes, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't yeah. make like how did he know about? I don't know. Fucking stupid. Oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> and That's so. It, yes. She goes to Gotham and she sees Mr. Freeze and she's all like, oh, damn, I want to team up with this guy because I'm kind of hot for him. But also I can use him to further my goals of killing all humans and having snake plants like animal (laughs) plant hybrids. Uh, be the Jesus. supreme rulers of the whole world with, I guess, Poison Ivy as the uh, monarch of the plant monsters, which is I have, okay. Uh, I, have, I, have a, I have another Poison Ivy-related Batman complaint also, where, like, she comes up to him in, like, plain clothes, right? Like, in street clothes, basically, and, like, yeah. her glasses. Talks to him for, like, ten minutes. And then, like, that night at that weird show where she shows up in a gorilla costume... <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Does the least sexy striptease I've ever Tootsie. seen in my entire yeah. life? Uh, yeah. Again, uh, yeah. Joel Schumacher does not understand. Yeah, uh, I mean, like yeah. Uma Thurman in 1997, like ye fucking gods. But like, yeah. no, not in this movie, no. not at all. Big no on that. <laughs> terrifying, terrifying. Yeah. That striptease was straight out of a fucking Drag Race episode. episode. It was. It, <laughs> so yeah, so they do like a like, Drag Race like Madonna video routine, and she comes yeah. up. And starts talking to them, and then the back credit card happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, that never leave happen. home without it. But like Batman standing right in front of her at this point doesn't recognize her. World's greatest detective. Yeah, yep. I mean to be fair, Batman always does that shit, right? Like it's, it's he pretty regularly is faced with somebody that's like in this like fucking mildest of disguises. Yeah. <laughs> This? I don't know. It's not like I just interacted with it's you. It's like he doesn't see non-rich ago. people the same way as other people or something like that. Everybody just looks the same to him if yeah. their bank account doesn't have six figures or more in whatever. <laughs> he's, he's money blind? Yeah, he's money fair, blind. <laughs> if this is the same Bruce Wayne as Batman 1966, which Joel Schumacher wishes, then... <laughs> Dear God, yeah. Then this, it, it, this tracks because Catwoman did the same thing. In the 1966 movie, so that's true. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. And I think we probably commented on it when the we did the domino comment. mask. Yeah, yeah. Total, yeah. A totally impenetrable disguise. It's the same as like Alicia Silverstone, and it's like she's she shows up in the bat suit in her Batgirl costume. Bruce, it's me, Barbara. I was oh like, God, who the fuck do you think you're fooling? <laughs> well, well. Who Bruce wrote this? Like who wrote this? I don't know. Like world's greatest detective. Oh, Do, have we gotten through the plot yet? No, we haven't. Whoa, there's barely so much more. There's so yeah. much more. Because yeah. Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy finally meet at this party. I guess. Yes. Well, he crashes the party. That's yeah, where. Like, yeah. And Freeze gets apprehended, and he gets into the like single cold beam thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where his predator par- buddy uh, Jesse Ventura. Is he the one with the okay, eye patch? Was the other guy. Sure, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he's threatens stuck, him. Yeah, he's stuck in Arkham Asylum, and Poison Ivy and Bane bust him out again. I have a bunch of things to talk about, but like a sequence that should be badass as fuck. Poison yeah. Ivy and Bane attacking Arkham Asylum to break Mr. Freeze out. Like in yeah. your head as a Batman fan, you're like, "Fuck yes, let me see that." And then then they show you this, shit. and you're like, 
what the fuck? Yeah. We get <laughs> supposed to be plants tearing the walls out of the building and shit, and I'm seeing this? Yeah. While, like, while Bane's ripping guards in half and shit. Like, no, this is what I get. No, all right. Yeah, yeah. That would be <sighs> fucking cool as shit. But no, this I is have another. Have. I have, like, five of those that, like, they, they <laughs> imply a better scene than, like, what yeah. we get. And it yeah. just drove me, drove me nuts the whole yeah. time. Anyway. So, oh, um, I also have to mention that Poison Ivy has used her pheromone powers to enchant and entice Batman and Robin, and this causes them to constantly fucking fight through the entire movie, just bickering nonsense all the fucking time. You don't trust me. You want to fuck? No, you just want Poison Ivy for yourself. And this is this is Robin's entire yes. character. Yes, it's done. It is. Finished. Honestly, like that's all Chris O'Donnell does in this movie is complain about being and underappreciated that's... or whatever. And it's just like, I want to strangle this 68 year old Robin to but death. Like, <laughs> but like, that's a plot that actually does have some potential. Like yeah. the whole, like, ba- you know, Robin, like not being trusted by Batman. Like that's there. Th- that's been done really well in comics multiple yeah. times. Again, Absolutely. Yeah, and that's but, one of those points that I was talking about, but like, we, this but is like, like whiny uh, fucking Chris O'Donnell totally fu- fucking screws the pooch well it's also written like complete garbage like high school trauma as opposed yeah. to like you know dire fucking circumstance to between two vigilantes and shit well, like I that mean, it doesn't help oh. like you're right like fucking chris o'donnell looks way older than he actually is like he's written like a fucking 18 year old but he looks like he's 35 yeah <laughs> fuck 35 <laughs> so, and this like, way he's starting to look like he's in his 40s that's <laughs> yeah some like those pros feet are hard to hide with <laughs> even with that much makeup they're robin's feet Sure, Robin's feet better. Good, good. I like that. Robin's feet's better. Yeah. So where are we? Okay, so they but Poison Ivy and Mister Freeze are out of Arkham, and then we get Barbara's backstory of being private school street racer. And Coolio shows up. Coolio cameo. Coolio shows up. Like that's the best best part of the movie. As the fucking bookie. Yeah. And then there's also a fucking like clockwork orange gang for some goddamn Wait. reason. Yes. I have a I have a question because I missed the Batman Forever episode. Is this Dayglow Street gang the same as the Batman Forever Dayglow Street gang? Literally <laughs> while we were waiting for you to come on the episode today, I was actually just talking about that because that's another one of the scenes that I was like, this should be really cool, but it's fucking terrible. <laughs> but yeah. I was like, is that the lead guy, the lead Dayglow guy from the last one? And I I we should look it up, but like, who fucking cares? These movies are who terrible. Cares? Nobody exactly. gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody cares. But that matter. scene, that scene promises a better scene than what we actually get. It's a, another one. She walks in, or like, even just Bane running. The first time Bane's in Gotham and he runs afoul of some shitty street gang in Gotham, and they're like, "We're gonna fuck this idiot up in the costume up." And instead of that happening, the next day, Batman and Commissioner Gordon are wading through a fucking pool of blood six inches deep, and there's bits of fucking gore and shit strewn all over the place, and they're like, "What happened here?" Bane fucking ripped these guys apart in her fucking fit of venom rage last night. Blah, blah, blah. But instead we get cartoon sound effects straight out of fucking Looney Tunes. Oh my God. (laughs) And I was sitting there watching it, wishing I saw the other booth scene and just being like, I don't know what I, why did I do this to us? Like why? Yeah. (laughs) So much of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess Barbara and Dick has a thing for Barbara, I guess like in the least sexual way possible he's just kind of like got this weird like big brother crush on her 
but at the same yeah, time, how, how old is she supposed here. to be? He's 46 and she's supposed to be like 16. <laughs> so like, like straight out of private school. So, you know, and so she's like, she's street racing on a motorcycle and he's like following along. And then they're like, they almost die. And then what happens next? Is it the, the Wayne diamonds? Is that what happens next? Oh God. It's like, so like after she, because she breaks into Alfred's computer and finds the Batcave. Oh, oh, in the best, like, oh, the worst, ha- yes, the hacker <laughs> scene. Oh my god, <laughs> where, where it's projecting the bat symbol on her fucking face. Mac OS wouldn't let you put a password that was shorter than eight characters in in 1995. It's peg, it's peg, it's peg. The <laughs> the, the answer is peg because Alfred was be like, pegged. Yeah, I was gonna say because like, <laughs> is everybody just like getting pegged in this movie? Is that what's going on? All right. Yeah. Because, like, it kind of seems like that is the case. Yeah. 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 That's what Alfred and Alfred and George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell do when yeah. Barbara's just, not around. Yeah. Just in, like, a curved three-way or something. We didn't really mention it super hardcore, but, like, at the opening when they're standing around the car, they kind of stare at it like they're going to jerk off on it together. And it's yeah. <laughs> a little weird where they're kind of staring at each other in costume and staring at the car. See the extended cut. And then Alfred's got, he's in the back, like having his panic attack that looks more like he's just really fucking given one. <laughs> so, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, everything's just weird in this movie and awkward, Everything. and it's uncomfortable from like the get go. So, yeah, yeah where, where are we at? We gotta, we gotta get through this plot at some point, right? Like, this yeah, movie yeah. ended, right? We're not still watching this movie, are we? Because <laughs> it felt like it went on for fucking ever. Flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze decide to team up and like freeze Gotham and hold it ransom. And then they go and I guess they fuck shit up. And Poison Ivy is not happy that uh, Mr. Freeze still loves his wife. So she goes and fucking kills Nora Freeze or tries to kill Nora Freeze by kicking, like uh, literally unplugging her, like like pulling the plug on her. And. Okay, can we just point out at this point, uh, Uma Thurman spends most of this movie talking to herself yeah, more yeah. than to anybody just else in the terrible movie. terrible fucking contrived monologuing. Yeah, she's it's horrible so monologues. Yeah. Like, just like, terrible monologues. The worst writing ever. But, like, she's so incidental to the actual plot of this movie or anything happening in it that, like, she mostly has dialogue against herself. Yes, like, but she talks like this all the but, time. Yes, and she's so talking she's doing, like with the kid. She's doing yeah. with the kid. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, yeah, so she, <coughs> right down like, to like the constant entendres. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so it's just just nonsense happening. And so uh, Mr. Freeze is super pissed off that Nora Freeze is about to die, probably. And he blames Batman because Poison Ivy blames Batman for pulling the plug. And so they team up even harder. And. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Freeze takes over part of Poison Ivy's lair because the Mr. Freeze lair has been taken over. And so they each have their own, like there's like a plant lair and an ice lair and they come up with this plan to steal the Wayne Diamond so they can freeze the world. And then I guess defrost it afterwards so Poison Ivy can unleash her plants and Mr. Freeze is like, alright, we'll be Adam and Eve. But like, I don't know, whatever. It's weird, stupid, whatever. So <laughs> there's a big showdown at the end where Mr. Freeze is freezing all of Gotham in the worst CGI in the history oh of CGI. So yeah. bad. And so Gotham is frozen and Poison Ivy is gets her ass kicked by Batgirl. And so she's not important anymore. 
Yeah, she's just gone at that point. Like she shows back up in like the epilogue, but like yeah. that's it. Yeah, and so Mr. Freeze has frozen Gotham, so they have to use a satellite to take the sunlight from another part of Earth. And bounce it off of the satellite, which this is so fucking stupid. And defrost straight out of Batman sixty six. Yeah, Yeah, this is like a hundred percent of Batman sixty six bit. That like they actually had the budget to do. It's a two hour long fucking Batman sixty six episode. Episode, not movie either. Like (laughs) full on. And so that movie was entertaining. Like I enjoyed watching that movie. You know what I mean? Like we had problems with it. We shit on stuff, but like I had so much fun watching that. Sure. This This was not fun. I was watching this being like, just stop. Just why is yeah. this? Why, why is, is still happening? <laughs> this 11 minutes or whatever of defrosting Gotham took six years. Yeah. <laughs> by my calculations. And so they saved the day and Mr. Freeze realizes that Batman was not the one to. No, 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 the- no, no. Batman shows him the streaming version of Batman and Robin on his iPhone oh, so that he right. knows that, that poison, like, ivy. poison ivy admitted to killing her so that he could weirdly be put in jail with her okay I guess, so we're gonna talk about that suit? but first he has to give the cure yes that's right alfred to, which he is has on him for some reason well it's he, like he's he, developed the cure for like the earlier stage of it or something like that but yeah. his wife doesn't has the later has stage, the later stage. Yeah, just but, again just terrible writing yeah, yeah. Like, it's fucking <laughs> abysmal writing yeah take two and call me in the morning yeah. Oh, dear God. I wish <laughs> what I didn't do was write down all the puns. I should have written down all the puns. Oh, so I have some of them. Uh, yeah, okay, I have good. some of them. Good. Because <laughs> I would like to like spend some time talking about Arnold and the puns. And the puns. Okay, yeah. so they take the glowing black light glow sticks for a rave and stick them into Alfred's <laughs> IV and he's cured. Yay! Alfred's not dead. He's, he's walking around the next day. Perfectly yeah, fine. fine. Yeah, totally fine. And Poison Ivy and uh, Mr. Freeze are apprehended. Mr. Freeze basically gets free reign in Arkham Asylum to research a cure for his wife, which is great, and also torture Poison Ivy because that's like what happens in Arkham Asylum now. Other inmates get to torture their co inmates. The fact that it's like a man torturing a woman in prison just was such a weird fucking creepy feeling to me yeah Even, like, yeah on it's top super of weird. everything like it was just there was a lot happening there it was just like at the same time all of what you're describing sounds completely in character for arkham asylum yeah yeah fair like, enough because like that place fucking horrible so yeah fair that's the only comic accurate thing in this entire movie is that arkham yeah. asylum is a shithole yeah um, <laughs> and so they decide to let that happen while batman robin and batgirl team up to form a superhero team that thankfully we never saw another movie from yes we were going to we they mm. run away from the bat signal uh in the shadows and i'm glad that this fucking movie is over so that was and, batman and smashing robin. pumpkin song uh, which oh. is literally one of the best parts of the movie for me. Oh, I hate it. I hate <laughs> it so much. Yeah. There's a lot to hate. All right. Well, that thank you, Paul, for that was, you I just tried. took up like an hour of the podcast for me. And I didn't have to talk. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. I tried. You, we, we got a lot. That's it, it. Holy shit. So before we just continue to eviscerate this movie, is there anything in here that you like? I have one nice thing to say, and that is that the 4k transfer is pretty good. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, I like the idea of the campiness. 
I just think that Joel Schumacher thinks that Campy is funny by default and doesn't know how yeah. to use it in a way that is fun. And so, like, I like that this has, like, Poison Ivy as a drag queen character has been taken and used in other media. Yeah. Like, in drag shows, and that's fine. But if I had to compliment the movie itself, I would say that no, I don't have anything nice. <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> I I try. I tried. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like bad. Everything yeah. is bad. Yeah. No, I'm all, like, yeah. The really, like, I was watching and was like, wow, this 4K transfer. It actually looks okay, but this movie's fucking terrible. The best thing I can say about Batman and Robin, the only thing I give this movie credit for, is that without it, we probably don't end up with like, with the dark grounded batman that we got like in, in yeah. the nolan dark knight trilogy like i think it was clearly a reaction by warner brothers right like the boardroom basically was like yeah you know that neon monstrosity that we let joel schumacher make like eight years ago let's do the exact opposite of that this time which is hilarious because like they had tim burton doing this like other version of this that was like working and they were like that's too much we need to just turn it into a cartoon and we then they something turned so much more toys yeah and then they turned it so much into a cartoon that everybody was like nobody wants to watch this nope. like yeah. this is nobody. abysmal like on just awful awful movie yeah. so yeah so that and then that smashing pumpkins track on in my itunes i do like uh the end is the beginning is the end wasn't there two of them? Wasn't there the beginning? The beginning, is the end, is yeah, the beginning. The beginning. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, There's two different there takes of it, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey. I, hate, I hate Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan's voice is exactly like what this movie is <laughs> in auditory form. Just yeah. screeching, grinding, obnoxious noise. But boring too. But also boring. Yes, very yeah, boring. It's, that's the thing. Like it tries to be so visually exciting. Like this. This movie again. Same as. Batman Forever and then plus another like 50% on top of it basically yes, like yeah. it's just a visual assault all the like tilted <laughs> fucking ca- camera angles and bright uh, ass colors it's, oh, yeah, they're right and, on the Dutch angles from like five seconds in like it starts on a Dutch tilt basically yeah. Yeah. and those like the black light gang was like literally legit hurting my eyes like yeah. I think yeah. I'm pretty sure I had about like 15 seizures and three mini strokes watching yeah. this podcast. yeah well, it reminds me so much visually in terms of like the how cluttered and nonstop it is of the Transformers movies, the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Yeah. Because yeah. they are, it's constantly moving. There's so much going on in the frame that you don't know where to focus. And you so you're, yeah. And so you're just bored. Like you just flatline on the visual aspect of it, which like some of the, visuals even though they're really over the top like the robin orangs and the batarangs and stuff like some of the design is not the worst even though it makes no sense and it's just like way over the top and bulky and weird and very 90s well like like, he pulls that laser out at one point and i'm like why did you design (laughs) the handle to be that fucking awful to hold you idiot like you designed your own gear to be hard to hold in a glove like yeah what the fuck yeah like (laughs) Because it looks good. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but it's all that kind of like bulky roundness that people thought was cool in the 90s. You know what I'm talking about? Like, everything Everything had like curved lines with sharp spikes somewhere. Yeah, yeah, like like, one of those. The worst Batmobile. Yeah, oh, it's like the Alienware Batmobile. It's terrible. It's like, you know, those Discmans that lit up and were super like. 
Yeah. Yes. You know, that's what this whole movie reminds me of is a light up discman <laughs> with a, a terrible mix CD in it that's stuck inside. That's what this movie is. It's just so. Oh. All I hear is Prozac. Like, this is like Prozac <laughs> in the soundtrack. How this. dare you actually? No, you're fine. That's right. That's, that's yeah. That's accurate. Yeah. So, like, so. again, I there's like even the, the few compliments I'm trying to give it, I have to like walk them back to the point where it's like no that's fine that's that's what i wanted i just wanted to see this if there was literally anything we could say that was nice about it before i just say like basically merge for the kill like let's just fucking tear it apart because like holy shit what a fucking nightmare this movie is like from the fucking first frame i know the the bat i'd forgot i like i remembered the bat nipples but i forgot that it was like the first fucking shot the first fucking shot of the movie is the bat nipples yeah it's fucking at least like give give fucking schumacher credit he's setting the tone right there yeah it's like this movie is bat nipples yo well here's my question though so they're making a movie and like this is all a reaction to tim burton making weird fucking batman returns like nasty sex pervert penguin and like all kinds of weird shit and they're like no none of that crap this is a cartoon make it a fucking cartoon for kids yeah. for kids it starts on dick he's yep. taking big old shots of cocks and asses <laughs> you know the first 10 like, seconds we get the bat yeah. nipples the robin nipples yeah. the bat butt the robin crotch yeah like, like it's close-ups of all of it and then like they look like they're about to fucking do like some kind of like cream on the biscuit on the batmobile and yeah. it's just like what is happening so like, here's my theory on this whole thing. They hired Joel Schumacher, knowing full well who Joel Schumacher is. Okay, like, they, like, yeah, but like he can make good movies. Like Lost Boys is good, right? But Lost Boys is still. If you look at Lost Boys, oh, it's and, a mess. Yeah, you're not wrong, but like but, it's okay. It holds together. Th- think about the the indelible image from Lost Boys of the muscle man playing the saxophone. Don't and hold oh, on Jesus. to that image. Yep, and, you're right. No, yep, same guy. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Yep, yep. because <laughs> how many muscle men dancing in tribal costumes did we see in this fucking movie? Yeah, uh, th- it's that is Joel Schumacher. Like, holy right? shit, you're yeah, yeah. You broke me. I'm done. Okay, okay we're done. Yeah. He's yeah. just doing the same movie. He just over did, again. made the same just a gay different movie. dressing. He did, he made he made gay vampires with the same set dressing. He did the same kind of weird nipple shit in the Phantom of the Opera too, and and I, and it included <laughs> a fucking masked voguer, which kind of happened in this movie too. Yeah, well, she does a Madonna bit, like when she's introduced that like bit where she's yeah. walking, like having her arms walked. I'm like, that's right out of the is that Vogue or Material Vogue. Girl or something Vogue. like that? It's both. Yeah, it's Vogue and Material. It's, Girl. it's a very Madonna move, right? Yeah. So I was like, wow, oh, here we are. This is what we're doing. <laughs> okay. So Joel Schumacher has like a bag of tricks, and he doesn't really know how to work outside of them. And so what he sees as entertaining to an adult set would be like the the close-up of the sculpted rubber and the the weird sexuality of it but if he's appealing to kids then he's just all like well let's put a bunch of gadgets in here and sell a bunch of toys which is and bright flashy colors and- they legit have like a second set of costumes for the end of the movie that is just clearly like the other toy line that they had planned for yeah. this movie right like no, it's just them the all and, like- black Outfits. Yeah, well, well, no, the silver shit, like the yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, at the yeah, end, yeah, yeah. like the ice Batman shit. Like, I was just like, oh my god, this is these are the toys that you didn't buy, right? Like scuba Batman and shit like that. You're like, <laughs> I don't want what's fucking scuba Batman. I just want Batman in black with a cape. What the fuck? Yeah. Like scuba Batman, bite like 
bite yeah, me. I don't, like, I don't need Ice Hero, Robin. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> exactly, right? The thing about this movie is that ever all of the product ending up in a landfill, but the movie itself is a landfill. So it's just like, <laughs> like it's just like a bunch of crap, like, jammed together into, like, a thing that you can kind of stand on. Well, it's, but it's like, at like, this point, it's like a residual machine for them. They, it's like, they put these, they put the movies out, and every time they put it out in a new format, right, like 4K, like when they did the Blu-ray releases. They every time them. it gets aired on Sunday night or yeah. Sunday afternoon TV yeah, or whatever. Absolutely. Arnold's getting paid, right? Yeah. Like Arnold's getting a fucking check and like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And again, like the guy who's playing Batman gets second billing in this movie because instead of like, it's Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, who do you put on the top? Well, probably Jack Nicholson in 1989. Yeah. Oops. And like, I guarantee you he had better agents than fucking Michael Keaton did in 1989 too. <laughs> and by 1997, you know, Arnold had the best goddamn agents in Hollywood. So he's then, getting yeah. top yeah. fucking billing. Then wherever the he shows up. from ER. Yeah. But- yeah. <laughs> he's, he's right out of ER in this. Like he's like, has he done this? Is, this is still this is pretty out of sight, ER. right? Yeah. No, this but, is yeah. like, he was still on ER during this. Oh, like, okay. They, they, yeah. they filmed this around the ER seasons. Okay. This is the problem. And like George Clooney is a funny guy because we've seen him in the Coen Brothers movies and stuff like that. Yeah, can, I like George Clooney. You can out of sight's like four years down the line. Yeah. Like, yeah. I fucking awesome love yeah. the Oceans movies I fucking love. He's movies. so good in those. But the problem is that in these movies, in both Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, they decide to not make Bruce Wayne a comic character, which in Batman 66 he was because like Batman... Yeah. Adam West is funny in those movies. Oh yeah, he plays he's like, pretty good. Yeah, he's like this doddering weird like the way that he plays off his weird sexuality with Catwoman in the 1966 movie. That's funny. It's like it he's in on the joke. But Val Kilmer and George Clooney are playing it straight because they think they're Michael Keaton Batman when they're really Adam West Batman and yeah. they're going up against Jim Carrey and Arnold Schwarzenegger on <laughs> fucking MDMA, just a ton of cocaine, like a and, mountain of yeah. cocaine, <laughs> and fucking like Uma Thurman at her like campy best, and yeah. and Tommy Lee Jones was fucking wild too, and so yeah. you get these fucking boring Bruce Wayne Batman characters who think they're in these dramatic Tim Burton esque movies when they're really in a cartoon, and so Batman becomes the least interesting character in both movies, and it's fucking weird, and yet he's not a comic character but george clooney smiles way too much yes. for bruce wayne or for batman like that's yeah. that's like george clooney's resting face is like that wry smile right yeah and that yeah. does not fucking work for batman or for bruce wayne at all absolutely yeah would have worked for harvey dent he's the worst cast batman of our lifetimes easily easily absolutely and the, yeah the, i'll agree the, with that like and even in terms of like comic moments with batman where they tried to make him funny the bat credit card it falls oh. so horribly flat because it's so deeply unfunny that it, it it's like not even so bad it's good it's so bad that it it's anti-humor you want to turn it off yeah, yeah. like you're just like fuck this i don't want to do this I, so i had a list of, of those moments that like made me just like made part of my soul die and the the fucking the back credit card was one what else the the fucking ice skate boots was one for sure yeah. ice skate boots scene. really gets me yeah that horrible fucking bane muscle suit Ooh. some of the costuming choices like yeah um so like bane's weird spike cod piece 
caught my eye when he was like thrusting it very, very like weirdly when he was transforming into like muscle bane. Yeah. Which was like the shoddiest CGI I've seen. It was. That was also terrible. And then like, like I was trying to figure out how to describe like the way they did that glitter version of Mr. Freeze where he looks more like a glitter version of the sand people from the stink fist video for tool fans. Mm, Yeah. Right. And so they, he just looks weird when you get close up on him. Like I was watching it in ultra high def. So like maybe it's different, but like it probably wasn't. Yeah. He looks like sand and it looks weird and like kind of creepy. And I don't was like, that's a weird choice for that. Yeah. It's awful, like it's just an awful like color the- of blue. Like his skin is just off puttingly blue. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Or the other ones. Freeze making his fucking goons sing while they're holding those frozen TV dinners stuck on forks. (laughs) It's just so bad. I'm Mr. I'm Mr. White Christmas. Like from a fucking Rankin and Bass like animated series. And then it goes from that to like, I'm sad. My wife is is frozen. Yeah, but like also (laughs) none of those guys actually sing because they're clearly extras they didn't want to (laughs) pay. So they're just kind of mumbling. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, look at all this fucking money you've spent on this fucking monstrosity. Right. Hundreds of millions of dollars have been spent to get Arnold Schwarzenegger to show up and do this. And this is what you do. And you can't even get people to like sing. You can't pay the fucking guys to sing along. (laughs) (sighs) And then every time there was a fucking one of those like just terrible cartoon sound effects. Yeah, uh, like, uh, every like single the one. The Bane fight, that Bane fight, like that, that, Bane fight, that one well, just even, makes me want to die inside. Even that scene with Freeze, where like he freezes one of his henchmen because mm. he's because oh, it was a uh, I hate Frosty. when people talk during the movie, and yeah. and he freezes him, and then there's a yoink sound effect for some reason when he freezes his henchmen. I'm like, that yeah. doesn't even fit. Like, don't even fucking get me started on like, why the hell we have fucking Looney Tunes sound effects oh. in a Batman movie to begin with. But yeah. like, at least make them fit. If you're going to put them in there. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Terrible. So yeah. bad. <sighs> Anything else you guys have? It's a terrible waste of all of these villains. Like it's a like what a goddamn waste of Bane to have him be this like mindless killing machine that like can't even fucking string two words together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, one of the best, best, like most manipulative uh, Batman villains of all time, and this is what you fucking waste him. Well, it's just uh, like it's it's baffling the difference between this Bane and the Bane we get. Like with Nolan too, like because yeah. this is one of the few times you get to do like that direct comparison between something like legitimately awful, like an awful, awful take on a character, and then like Tom Hardy doing it. It's yeah. just like wow, night and fucking day. I don't care what you want to show about this. Like, <laughs> I will take that. Oh yeah, all day, every day over yeah. this fucking mess of a bane. Right. Yeah. And yeah. even, but like, they're all like, it's all horrible. Like Alicia Silverstone. I'm a stoner. I can tell she's baked the whole fucking (laughs) time she's on camera. She's (laughs) so fucking high. It's nuts. And here's the whole, like the problem with Batman and Robin encapsulated in one like situation. One example, Alicia Silverstone was apparently the only person that they considered for that role. Yes, in, a, in an age like, where Alicia Witt was around and could have played Barbara Gordon in a that, Batman movie. They went specifically to her and said, hey, we think you should be Batgirl. Like, in what uh, fucking world is... And and we don't even need you to play a different character. Just take that exact same, like, L or whatever fucking Cher. character... Yeah, Cher, Cher yeah. that you did in, uh, in fucking Clueless and just transplant her into this fucking Batman movie. That'll be fine. 
which makes a ton of sense because she's a motorcycling badass also who can Ugh, kick Robin's uh, ass. Like she gets in a fight with Robin and takes Robin down. And to be fair, the and, only thing we really see Robin fight is his laundry in the last movie. So like, yeah, <laughs> he rocked those jeans and he sucks. fucking kicked those jeans his ass. That that's how you could tell he's ready to be Robin is because he beat the <laughs> shit out of his laundry. Oh yeah, <sighs> yeah. That's what that's what showed Alfred transition yeah. oh. perfectly into mopping the floor too. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. That's that's for career stability in case the Robin thing doesn't work out. Straight into custodial. <laughs> to, well, yeah. he, he was a carny. He's a carny, so like yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. Well, uh, if you consider NCIS custodial, which I do, then yeah, yeah, it's fair. Uh, just making sure old folks are off the streets on CBS by eight o'clock. You know what I mean? Like that's the job uh, and a half. Uh, and yeah, yeah, with with Batgirl too, like. The, another one of those things that just made my fucking soul leave my body was all that like <laughs> contrived forced talk about like Batgirl as a name not being very PC. Oh, oh god, it's so so forced and so bad. Well, well, like we talked about like her introducing herself to him and being like, "Hey, it, Bruce, it's me, Barbara." <laughs> like yeah. she's wearing a Domino mask. It may as well just be like two little circles of black around her mm-hmm. eyes. Like you're not going to recognize. I was like, "Hey, yeah, we know who you are. We saw Clueless." Like, yeah. I yeah. And then and then her little mini tantrum at the end too, she was, where she was like, Don't forget, I took on poison ivy all by myself. I did it. Yeah. I did it. That was me. Was like, Which uh... also okay. This is I know that I probably shouldn't even like bother with this, but like, yeah, waste of a villain in terms of both poison ivy and Mr. Freeze on top of Bane, because we talked about Bane, but first, Mr. Freeze, they even stole the good story of Heart of Ice, and they still made it as... They made it the worst possible version of Heart of Ice. Like, I didn't know that you could have taken that story and made it just unappealing and awful. awful. Just awful. There is a reality where, like, they made this movie, and, like, they they used mostly the same cast, and I'm, like, 100% on board. Because I'm like, Uma Thurman is Poison Ivy, probably 100% on board in a more serious, like a real Poison Ivy. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I mean, he's probably too big, like bulky at this point, but like older Arnold Schwarzenegger, I could see as Mr. Freeze because you want that like stoic, doesn't really emote a lot and like having kind of the awkward accent kind of works for that character if you downplay it, not turn it into Rankin Bass cartoon horse shit, I guess. I don't know what (laughs) it's like Hanna-Barbera cartoon stuff. I don't know. It's craziness. Yeah. And like, who, what else was I think? It's basically just those two, I think, because I got George. Uh, nah, yeah, George Clooney. No, I he's yeah. mediocre in but here. Re- at best. Recast Harvey Dent as George with George Clooney. And, yeah, uh, I yeah. I'm on board for that. Sure, like, but that in a more works. serious movie, like if he was in The Dark Knight, you know what I mean, as opposed mm-hmm. to Aaron Eckert, I fine, whatever. Like, I like Aaron Eckert, but like George Clooney would have worked just as well there for me. Yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, the two villains I think work for me, but like all of the main cast, I'm like I. George Clooney does just doesn't work. He looks bored. Chris O'Donnell's just ungodly unlikable in this movie. Like he's <laughs> awful in this yeah. movie. Like unwatchable. I just want to punch him in the mouth from like the second he shows up, and it's horrifying. So, and then Alicia Silverstone is just man. She showed up. You know? Yeah. <laughs> she did that. That's better than all you can say. From this. She made it to set on time a couple times. Apparently, you know, she got in the movie. Yeah. And yeah. I also like resent the fact that the used Alfred, who is oh, like God, such a waste. My, 
It's such a waste because I really like this actor. This Alfred yeah. is a great Alfred, and he's the only through line through all four of the original movies, right? And yeah. so, like, well, Pat Hengel, Pat Hengel yeah, does okay, get to Pat show Hengel. up, but he, I think That's he's been. It record. looks like he looks like he's in his blues though. Like, did he get demoted to fucking? <laughs> Uh, yeah. He's a beef cop in yeah, this fucking cop movie. Again? It's like a meter maid. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, well, because Bob, Bob Kane's fucking wife shows up again, has like 900 lines in the middle of this movie, too. Like, uh, Gossip oh. Gertie is Bob Kane's wife. Uh, and, oh. Yeah, right. I, I just I was watching the Kevin Smith commentary on this. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That totally yeah. is true. Yeah, so right. she gets like 900 lines in this, too. Sure. But it's like... But like I was, I was originally going to cite Alfred as one of the good parts of the movie. However, the fact that they use him in such an emotionally manipulative way just detracts from everything because it's like this was the one good thing that you liked about all of this, guys. And you're, yeah. I'm gonna fucking take it away from you by making him <laughs> maybe die. This is total visual bits, but Paul is either doing Lewis Black pointing finger, he's so angry, or he's doing red rum. Red rum. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, think I can't remember I the think, character name. I think it's a little bit Jack Torrance. Or Tor- Jack Torrance. Torrance. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's so angry at what's going on as he's talking. It's hilarious to watch. I No, like, that was the thing. The moments with George Clooney and Michael... Michael Goff, 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 yeah. Goff, hot Goff were were pretty yeah. much the only moments that hit like emotionally for me at all, mm-hmm. and it's entirely because of Michael Goff, like you know being like the father figure, like I raised you and I raised you know I raised you to be stoic and better than this and that kind of thing, and like that actually works, and it's only because George Clooney doesn't fucking do anything. Exactly, like, he's just it, kind of it there <laughs> in spite of the movie, not because of it, and so yeah, fucking garbage <laughs> man we've uh i feel like we purged a lot of emotions tonight this is yeah. this is a good feeling oh i'm not yeah. done <laughs> you're not done no wow i right. i've got more freeze garbage to go through because like okay. I, i'm with paul like this the thing it like that heart of ice storyline from the batman animated series like they try to put this in here but then we're just shifting gears constantly from this like terrible fucking quipping mr freeze to this like really tragic like my wife is frozen i'm sad mr freeze i just get fucking whiplash going back and forth like that is the i think the best take of victor freeze as a character uh and then they did but in the animated series yeah 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 oh yeah absolutely absolutely and then they just fucking totally waste it by having like fucking Arnie just spout poorly redubbed fucking ice puns every 90 oh, seconds. Yeah, the ADR is off the charts in this movie. Like nobody's actually saying what they're saying. It's like they redubbed the whole thing. It yeah. is really kind of weirdly obvious. And there's even shots that they like do reverse because they didn't get the actual footage they needed. Like, did you notice when Robin's bobbing yeah. in and out of the water? They clearly have him come up and then just reverse the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, that was really weird. Because the yeah. water just moves wrong, right? And you're like, oh, wow, they just didn't get the shot they needed where he gets pulled back under. Like, they're implying that the vines are pulling him back under, but they just didn't give you a shot of anything to tell you that happened or even get the shot of him even just diving himself back under. They got the shot of him at the end popping out, and then they reverse it back and then popping in. And then at the end, yeah. they do the same shot again where he pops out and stays out. But it's like clearly the same shot used twice. Oh, yeah. like what happened? Like, <laughs> did you run out of time on the day? That is an excellent question in general when it comes to this movie is what happened? How did this yeah. happen? Who did this? Why? Who oh, let and the these answer- special effects be fucking approved? Yeah. yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> God, like there's so many really, really terrible, like, superhero physics is one thing this movie takes it to another fucking level 
like yeah. with that between bad effects and terrible physics like the what really embodies it for me is that fucking car chase scene on the statue oh uh, yeah like, where oh, they're driving at like fucking like 80 degree angles and shit i'm like no nope, no nope, doesn't work does not yeah. work yeah like visually it's... i can just tell that there's something very wrong here this just does not register as anywhere near realistic or plausible even in a fucking comic book world for yeah. me yeah there's just so much keep going keep going there, well there's terrible like wire work and shit like that too where like people are supposedly like moving in a natural arc but it just looks so fucking artificial like you can just tell that they're like there's just the fucking like velocities don't work at all kind of thing what else fuck i'm really pissed off like jason woodrew it, for uh, our listeners that don't know is an actual like dc villain the um, pharaonic who, man yeah i was gonna point that yeah. out when we were talking about it and i was like they kind of waste like a, a pharaonic yeah. man reference in this movie by just not doing anything with it so like, yeah who who ends up basically being like a fucking like lecherous piece of shit well he, he ends up being like basically a, a living tree kind of thing like almost an end but a lot faster and more dangerous kind of thing yes and he does have like a a relationship with or or he has some relation to pamela isley in the comics and has some responsibility for her becoming poison ivy yeah Yeah. but like that that could have been the whole fucking movie i could have done a whole movie just with poison ivy and jason woodrew and like the whole like batman having to like fucking come and break up their like fight as villains or some shit yeah, like that. Yeah, that would have been cool. Like they never do the villains fighting each other and like that's a, actually a compelling story nobody's done. You know what I mean? Where like the two villains don't like each other and are really causing havoc and well, the how, heroes yeah. having to keep up and stop the two of them from causing all this havoc. That's yeah, they've never like, done that. Like, they do it in comics all the time, right? Where they, you have these two characters like run afoul of each other and like Batman just gets called in to be like, ah, fucking horse shit. This kind of crap again, these two idiots. All right, fine. And that's just how the story works, right? Yeah. Just do a movie like that. That completely works as a valid and, excuse for Batman to be <laughs> Batmaning. It's like, you know, Floronic Man and fucking Poison Ivy ripping apart Gotham with plant shit yeah, like, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ugh. see what I mean though? They, to keep implying better movies or scenes or whatever. Like, yeah. I could do this all night with this movie. I know. And then we talked about the Batman and Robin nipple suits, but I, I didn't realize until watching this movie that the fucking Batgirl suit has yeah, nipples oh yeah. too. Yeah, like, maybe the close-up on it too. What, what happened Why? in the room when they were discussing that? Like, they had to have a discussion about how prominent they could make the nipples on the Alicia Silverstone costume and still keep that PG rating. I, well, you're in a, and like, correct me if I'm being speaking inappropriately, but like, you're probably in a room with a bunch of gay men, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. But particularly Joel Schumacher, because. Yeah. Absolutely. He, absolutely. He, he takes his nipple obsession into every movie that he's in. Oh, yeah. He's got a oh, thing yeah. for it. Because, like, it, in Phantom of the Opera, it has been noted about the fucking, like, statue nipples and how prominently they are displayed. <laughs> like, he's he frames them in a particular way. It is mm-hmm. fucking creepy. Or but, like, creepy. I guarantee you that the, in that room, they were like, I don't see a problem with this because we did it on the men. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same thing. It's just... Because yeah. he yeah. will talk about it like they're Greek statues or something like that. Like, that was his take on it. And I'm like, yeah, they sanded all that shit off because it was inappropriate like back in the day too so like maybe in the pg batman movie well and 
unlike that what uh, most people think about Greek statues, it is historically accurate because the coloring in this fucking movie is terrible, just like Greek statues were, because they used yeah. to be painted just as yes. an FYI to the people who were like, oh, white marble. No, wasn't a thing. Greeks painted yeah. their statues and they looked like fucking drag queens. So, oh, yeah. They were, they were <laughs> they, fucking awful. You should really see some of them. I mean, I'm an art history like person. Like I yeah. studied art and I saw a lot of that shit and I was yeah. like, wow, man, it's yeah, it's good. It's a good thing they were able to sculpt so nicely. Yeah, cause... for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, just bad. Just bad. All right. So like, let's wrap this up. I want everybody to give a number review. I want to hear it. I want to hear you say zero out of ten because I'm saying zero. Okay. This is the worst movie. I will say this is like the worst movie I've ever seen. I've seen probably worse movies, but like because it's a Batman movie that is this fucking vile, this is the worst movie that I've ever seen. And I've sat through all five of the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Mm-hmm. So I know terrible from terrible. And this is the worst <laughs> shit yeah. ever. So zero out of 10. Paul? Uh, can we give a lower score than zero out of 10? <laughs> if you want to, I, I will allow you to go negative on this one if um, you wish to go negative i like it it's a movie that like eats itself and like <laughs> all surrounding media is worse as a result of this movie existing. It just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It's just, it's just the so worst. much so that it killed the Batman franchise for almost a decade before yeah. we got Batman. Eight and years. how can you kill yeah. Batman? I don't know. Yeah, but here's no, what, just you, Joel Schumacher. That Joel was the Schumacher, man to do it. Yeah. yeah. So zero out of ten, easily. If I could think of a negative number that would be appropriate, negative infinity. I don't know, fucking. Oh, oh, how about like the Celsius grade for absolute zero? What minus two hundred and seventy-three degrees? So yep. out of ten, minus two hundred seventy absolute zero. Yeah, absolute zero. Absolute zero out of ten. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, Tim. I'll Come give on, it. Man. I'll, I'll give Come it a on, one man. out of. I'll oh. give it a one out of ten. Because I think. I think there's 10% person. of this movie that is salvageable, that no. is that is watchable content, and it's probably like the Heart of Ice shit. I'm glad I'm leaving the podcast now. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> what out of, the fact that you would deign, deign to give this movie a point out of 10. How dare you? I think right. there's, there's a little bit of watchable content, so I will give it a 1 out of 10. All right. <laughs> How generous. <laughs> that was Batman and Robin. We've now done all of the original like Burton era Batman movies. We get to move on into the Nolan stuff now. So some of us do, which is kind of the whole point of doing this series. Well, yeah, some of us do. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. For now, let's do Geek Cred, which is our final thingless segment where we recommend something to you. There's a new fly in my room. That's great. <laughs> As opposed to an old fly. Yeah, I've fucked. There's probably an old fly in here too. Tim, <laughs> uh, my geek credit for this week. Um, I'm about uh, a little over halfway through the second season of Doom Patrol, and it's the same fucking great, fun, crazy, insane romp as season one. It's got like a great balance of weird, fucking twisted shit, excellent humor, and also some really solid, interesting character development across the board for pretty much all of the main characters. So yeah, I. Definitely, I, I'm looking forward to getting through the last of it. I've heard that the last latter half of the season just went even more fucking bonkers. So yeah, I've got it all like queued up, ready to go because it just it did. Fin- I did, it was an awkward finish, like two old, like nine episodes. 
Yeah, it's nine episodes. I thought it was going to be more than that. So when they were like, that's the last, the end, I was like, oh, I guess I can get on this now because it's yeah. over. But I, I was expecting yeah. a couple more weeks of it. But either way, um, I'm glad it, it's good, though, because I was looking forward to that after. I fucking love that first season. So Yeah, it was real good. Yeah. yeah. Paul, what was your good character for this week? I'm going to go with, so both uh, my boyfriend and I are aspiring writers. And we've been, lo- here and there, been watching uh, Neil Gaiman's Masterclass on writing, which mm. we oh, definitely... Yeah. Nice got through legal means absolutely yep so <laughs> we all did yeah so one of the 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 pieces of advice that neil gaiman gives if you want to be a writer is finish things and so i actually finished a script and i sent it to mark to draw so yeah. like a script is done and it felt really good to actually have a finished issue of a story completed and done and uh, so I suggest, first of all, that you watch Neil Gaiman because he gives very practical advice. And also, if you are a creative type, finish things. Go do, go finish something. Don't just start something. Start something, yes, but go finish something. And you'll feel even better than when you started something. Guaranteed. Cool. Mine's not as fun as like, or insightful as that. I'm just going to tell, <laughs> I'm going to do what Paul usually does and warn you away from something. Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> Yes. First of all, uh, follow me on Instagram, MT underscore Willette, or go buy a print, blackrangallery.com. Uh, commissions are also open. You can DM me via those means. Also, I played the new Battletoads this week. <laughs> Why? Because it was free on Game Pass. Oh, and okay. um, don't do that. It is... <laughs> hmm, how to describe it? So Streets of Rage 4 is on there also, and is 100%, to be honest, the better of these two games so go play that if you want an old school modernized browser um streets of rage 4 is slick and fun to play battletoads is maybe serviceable but like not really but it has a script that it's almost like a nickelodeon show from the 90s if it was written by 13 year olds from now (laughs) in that they don't know how to land a joke and i just wanted it to end and yeah I'm really glad my control DLC comes out next week is basically what happened after Battletoads. So if you're looking for that kind of brawler-ish game and you are on Game Pass, play Streets of Rage 4. It's excellent. Just delete. Don't Just ignore the Battletoads happen. Mm-hmm. No nostalgia is going to help you on that one, yeah. unfortunately. Because like I played the original. Did you? Yeah, I was going to ask, did you play the original? Cause it, oh, I played them all, yeah. Because the original was one of those like legendarily hard fucking yeah. platformers, right? Yeah, this one's not like that. It's it, They made it a little bit more accessible. Unfortunately, actually, if, if it was a little bit harder, I probably would have put it down sooner. Like, it's just so <laughs> mediocre that I played it for a while and was just like, well, you know what? No, I'm done. Like, like, I got a good 90 minutes out of me before I was like, ugh, all of this is terrible. I'm done. So, uninstalled. So, don't play Battletoads. That's my review for the week. That's cool. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening or uh, continuing to listen as whatever is going on in the world um this has been episode 213 of dance robot dance if you haven't already please subscribe you can do that from any podcatching app via apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher or spotify if you have any thoughts about anything we talked about or you just hate us for covering batman and robin and reminding you that this movie <laughs> fucking exists you can let us know on facebook at facebook.com slash dance robot dance podcast where tim will have to deal with you because <laughs> no uh or on twitter at drd underscore podcast or you can email us directly at dance robot dance podcast at gmail.com so i've been here with my buddy tim say good night you're not sending me to the cooler and uh i guess we're saying goodbye to paul from the podcast now <laughs> yeah. so uh i guess i could say a few words <laughs> <laughs>
not nothing too big. Like I really enjoyed my time hosting the podcast and I leave not because I want to, but because I will be upgrading my education and uh, moving on to maybe a, a situation where I could return at some point because I will have more time. I sincerely uh, doubt that Paul will be, this is the last we'll hear from Paul on the podcast because yeah. he is my brother and I am, we're still doing the podcast, I guess. We'll, yeah. Yeah, we're still we're still figuring things out right now. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, Mark and I need to have some discussions with people about what what happens. But I think you know you might be able to I guess that you'll probably be hearing maybe at least a couple of episodes that are just Mark and I for a little bit. But we've got some ideas. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think with a a more Mark and Tim focused podcast, it will be you probably get a lot more comic talk and stuff. So like the stuff that we seem to do well with. And like people like to hear from us is stuff that we'll probably do more of at that point. Cause yeah. Yeah. Fair. So there's that. And yeah. So I'm Mark. This was dance robot dance. I've done all the bit, right? So pause leaving. We're all good to go. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll talk to everybody next week. Maybe. Watch the numbers, Batman, for they're the harbinger of your doom. Okay, read a couple of those off. Cause like, yeah, <laughs> do the voice. Cause fuck, these are terrible. <laughs> like just. Who wrote this? Stay cool, bird boy. Ugh. <laughs> cool party. Allow me to break the ice. Oh, my God. I forgot about that one. Adam and evil. Oh, right. That is an actual line. Oh, right. oh Lord. <laughs> Let's kick some ice. Oh, that was the worst one. Yeah, oh, that yeah. one. All that right. one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Also, Paul's name was L. McBeardson, which was fucking hilarious because, you know, which we McPherson. hardly talked about how fucking gay this movie is. That's like, yeah. I mean, like, I think L. it was about saying at this point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I made enough allusions to the fact that, like, basically they just stare at each other's dicks the whole fucking time. So, <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah, the women in this movie get, like, some of them only getting, like, best. two lines. Yeah. Like, Uma Thurman constantly talking to herself, but, like, the actual, like, romantic partners of these characters are just like it was a comic book named characters julie madison right like julie they madison, actually yeah, like, yeah, yeah, they yeah. use that name from yeah. the books but like why because they thought that they were being like i don't it know was, it was deep cuts it was like using jason woodrow as a character just like hey yeah. we're doing deep cuts for you just guys for no this, fucking reason there's a nightmare wow <sighs> we're still shitting on this bad. movie and we're yeah, oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's over all right the ice band cometh all right <laughs> and we're out